As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome, metalheads, to Heavy Metal Philosophy with John Barbus. I'm John Barbus. Make sure you stick around to the end of the episode for this week's Riff of the Week. And this week, we will have a first for the Riff of the Week. So stick around so that I can, at the end, tell you what is different about this week's Riff of the Week and why it is a first. This week, we're getting back to doing what I love, coming off the heels of last episode's I don't want to say negativity, but it just was an uncomfortable subject. So this week we're coming back to what I love, heavy metal. And this is a story that has repeated for me. And it just, the appreciation just fills me with an unfamiliar feeling for me, which is joy. This week I'm reviewing the new Zeal and Ardor, their self-titled album. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you that this album's not going to be for everybody. But even if it isn't for you, you should listen to this album because it's special. And likely you will have never have heard anything like this before. But before I get into the details, let me tell you a backstory, which will illustrate why this is so special for me. Back in 2009, I went to a Metallica concert. You know, back then, anytime Metallica came anywhere near, I was gonna go. And Metallica came near and they were touring with Lamb of God. So I was pretty stoked to see Metallica and Lamb of God. Well, it was of course an amazing concert and I had just an absolute blast. And of course, afterwards, me and my friends were like, man, Metallica was great, just like always. But there was also, but man, what about that opening band? That opening band was killer. We need to check them out. Which is, you know, when you go to see a big time arena concert, you don't always walk away thinking that you need to check out the opening band. They don't always blow your socks off. Well, this time they did, and that opening band was Gojira. I didn't know who Gojira was back then, but they put on a hell of a show. Their bass player headbanged harder than anybody in that entire arena. And it had a different sound, but it was supremely heavy, and I was just like, wow, that 
opening band was fresh. I've got to check them out. So, of course, we all raved about Metallica and, and the good time we had. But we also were like, but man, that opening band. Well, if you listen to my episode a few months back where I reviewed the Opeth and Mastodon concert that I went to, I also, in that one, gave rave reviews for the opening band who I'd never heard of prior to seeing them. And that band was Zeal and Ardor, who I am reviewing today. You know, Opeth is one of my favorite bands. Like, depending on the day, they are my favorite band. You know, there's like a rotation of bands that, depending on what mood I'm in, are my number one favorite band. You know, some days it's Gojira, some days it's Opeth, some days it's, I don't know, Behemoth, you know. It just depends on what sort of music I'm into in the moment. But there's this rotation of those are my top bands. So even if Opeth isn't my number one today, it's definitely still top five. I love Opeth. And but prior to that concert and prior to reviewing Hushed and Grimm, you know, I liked Mastodon, but I wasn't a huge Mastodon fan. And of course, seeing them live, I was like, okay, that, that, was, that was a fucking good show. And it upped my appreciation for Mastodon. So after the concert, me and my wife were like, man, that was great, man. Mastodon put on a good show. And Opeth is Opeth. So of course, I was thrilled to finally see them live. But man, that opening band was pretty good. And so did the same thing that I did with Gojira. I went home and I looked up Zeal and Ardor and all of the things that they did different in that concert suddenly made sense to me once I read their backstory because they did, they had three singers on the stage. They had the lead singer who played guitar and then two other singers whose only job was to sing and they didn't ever sing the, the, the foreground melody they always did a call and repeat like choir sort of thing in the background except for it was metal and it had a very like church service but evil sort of feel to it it, it felt very like bluesy to me but it was like industrial and heavy and i was like this is fresh i've, I've not heard anything like this before and so I went and checked them out and reading their backstory, the lead singer was saying that he wanted to meld gospel and black metal. And he said that he wanted it to be like if a field chant from slaves, if the slaves, instead of, you know, embracing Jesus back during the slave times, if instead they would have embraced Satan, what would that field chant music that later turned into gospel and the blues what would that sound like if they'd embraced satan instead of jesus and i was like golly that is a novel concept and of course you know all sorts of metal bands try to bring in other music types and meld them into their metal to either just make that genre metal or to try to make their metal unique and come up with something fresh and it often falls flat and i would have assumed that gospel and black metal are not going to mesh but zeal and ardor are so talented that they made that happen now i in my opinion they made that happen not by going full black metal 
Like there are definitely black metal influences that I can hear in this album and that I heard in that concert. But to me, it was more industrial. And by not fully going black metal, I feel like it makes the gospel blend better. But we'll get into that, into the details. I'm just so excited that once again, I'm having that experience where I discover a band at a concert and then go and research them and go, okay, I'm a fan now. So I got to buy me a Zealand Ardor shirt. It's got to happen. I got to get me some merch. Now, let's jump into it. The album is a lot better than the concert experience I had. At the concert, of course, as you just heard, I was I was very impressed and I wanted to learn more about this band. But I did have one complaint and I felt that they did that call and repeat thing with the other singers far too often and the novelty of it sort of wore off. And they had, the background singers had very similar deliveries to their vocals over the course of many different songs. And I thought, okay, that that's cool. But over the, the course of their set list, I was like, mm, you're doing that a lot. Well, on this album, of course, that is their signature. And they do do that a lot. But it's just mixed better than it was live. you know. And I will say that probably live in concert, according to my patchy memory, they were a bit heavier live as it tends to be because it's louder. And probably the singers were stoked to be playing and they were yelling extra hard. So maybe that was why they were so much more in the forefront instead of the background. But on this album, it's, in my opinion, mixed better. So it's not that constant background singers yelling over the lead singer happening throughout the song on every song on the album. I get to hear the lead singer's voice more crisply. And also, it made more sense why in interviews when he talks about being black metal, it makes more sense listening to this album because more often on this album versus live did he do those black metal witch vocals. He, he never does like a death metal growl that, and I can't do the witch vocals that, that black metal artists do, but he does it. And usually I don't like those witch vocals. I'm much more of a deep guttural growl sort of metal head. But with Zeal and Ardor, the delivery, it doesn't have that long drawn out witch vocal delivery that where they're, they're meaning to sound like an evil caricature, you know, and, and it's like a wail of suffering. These witch vocals are delivered much punchier and more staccato and less drawn out, less whaley. So, and plus probably the industrial beats behind it make it punchier to me and it, it doesn't grate my ears the way classic black metal witch vocals do. So at no point did I hear the witch vocals and go, ugh, those witch vocals. I actually quite enjoyed them. And then 
when it's not the heavy parts, he's doing very soulful, again, like gospel bluesy sort of vocal deliveries. And they are a treasure to behold. If you were to spy on me, 99% of the time, I'm listening to some pretty extreme metal. I, I, I'm not listening to things that are not metal very often. But when I am, I really love the blues and I really love like Motown. You know, if non-metal artists, most of my favorites are like blues artists, like Robert Cray, you know, uh, Sun House, Bill Withers. I love that that soul music. I mean, and and it if you think about it, it makes sense because why do what do I want out of my music? I don't want like some chill like background music that I don't even think about. I want my music to be powerful, which is why I like metal. And, and you know, if I'm not in the mood to bang my head, which is not very often admittedly, the blues is just so powerful when it's done well, which is the same thing with metal. It's only when it's done well that it's powerful. And, you know, a long time ago, I wanted to marry my love of the blues and R&B with metal, and I wanted to form one of those kind of bands. And most of my metalhead friends just thought it was the most ridiculous idea ever. And that sucks that I didn't have that support. But now that I've heard Zeal and Ardor I'm glad I didn't start that band because it wouldn't have been nearly this good. This is done so well. And I'm not trying to denigrate myself, but there's really only two guys ever, two white guys ever, that have ever done the blues as good as a black guy. And that's Tad Benoit and Johnny Lang. You know, a lot of blues players might be listening to this and go, that's bullshit. And they might talk about like Stevie Ray Vaughan or something. And Stevie Ray Vaughan is great. You know, Eric Clapton is great. I'm not saying they're bad at the blues. I'm saying they're not singing as soulfully as Robert Cray. You can, <laughs> and if you even want to make that argument that their blues sounds as cool as like Howlin' Wolf, you can fuck off. That makes no sense whatsoever. They sound like white guys playing the blues. Now, they are the cream of the crop when it comes to white guys playing the blues. You know, I, I like Joe Bonamassa. He is, you know, an elite blues player, but he sounds like a white guy playing the blues. It's the same thing with rap. There's like one white guy ever that raps and it sounds as good as a black guy, and that's Vinnie Paz. You know, yes, Eminem. Some people say he's the goat and he is a supremely talented rapper. He sounds like a white guy rapping. He doesn't sound as good as KRS-One and he never will. So in case you hadn't sort of figured out where I'm going with this, the lead singer of Zealand Ardor is black. And when he sings these gospel passages, it sounds correct to my ears. It doesn't sound like a white guy imitating gospel. And when he does his black metal wailing, it also sounds good. It doesn't sound like an imitation. It doesn't sound like he's going, oh, I'm going to be black metal now. Let me do that voice that they do. He does his own voice, which 
And maybe that's probably why I like his witch vocals versus why I don't like most other black metal witch vocals. And you might think to yourself, John, I thought you liked black metal. How, how could you not like witch vocals and like black metal? Well, let me just give you an example. My favorite black metal bands are Behemoth, Growls, and Rotting Christ, who they don't really growl like Behemoth does, but they don't do witch vocals either. You know, I'm into the evil, not so much the terrible production quality that a lot of black metal is known for. Okay, so let's talk about Zeal and Ardor. This album, it's got 14 songs on it. And when I first saw that, I was like, is this going to be too much? But then I realized after listening to it three times in a row that it's actually because the songs are about three and a half minutes long. And typically us metalheads, you know, five minutes is the minimum. We like our songs to be long. You know, if we could have it our way, the breakdown would be three minutes long. But it makes sense on this for them to be three and a half minutes long. Because, again, they're, they're taking advantage of having multiple singers. And they're doing that call and repeat thing a lot. And it would get tiresome if they had like an eight minute song of that. Because the thing about call and repeat song structures is, is you hit that melody over and over and over again. So you can't really do like an Opeth sort of deal where the songs are long, yeah, but minute two sounds like a completely different song from minute five. You can't really do that with that song, that um, call and repeat songwriting style. And an illustration of what I mean is like, those metal bands that play seven string guitars or eight string guitars, you know, they sound awesome. It's so heavy. But when they play seven and eight string guitars, you know, why would you play an eight string guitar if you're not even going to play the lowest string? If all of your stuff's going to be down here on the high strings, why would you do that? So what they wind up doing is they play like all of their riffs on that low string and eventually the novelty wears off because they're doing zeros and ones on that seventh or eighth string all the time. And what at first sounded fresh, now you're like, okay, you're playing zero and one again. So with the call and repeat, it's sort of the same thing. When you've got three singers, like you need to use them. Why would you have three singers if you're not, if those two like half are not going to be on half the album? So to use them a lot and so three and a half minutes is the perfect length for a song because right about the time when you're like, oh yeah, they're doing that again, the song's over and then you get a different song. And this album does a great job of, yeah, it's gospel and it's black metal, but each song is pretty unique. And like shocker of a lifetime for me, this metal album has two, maybe even three, but definitely two songs on it that are in a major key. And when I heard those songs, I was like, wait a minute, are you happy now? Like, is this the major key that I hear? And one of them, he even like does the tremolo picking, black metal, which vocals over it. And it's also in a major key. And I've never heard that before. I was like, wow, that was totally unexpected. So there's just, I can't even put it into words. Like you have to listen to this. 
You know, if and if you don't like black metal vocals, if you don't like when metal bands, you know, don't fit into their genre, like if you don't like if a deathcore band wants to incorporate, you know, rap or new metal or something, looking at you, Slaughter to Prevail. If you don't like when people mix genres, you may not like this. If you don't like black metal vocals, you may not like this. You know, if if you don't like industrial, you may not like this. If you don't like that call and repeat, you may not like this, and that's fine, but you still need to hear this because you need to know this exists. You need to be exposed to this. You need to listen to this entire album start to finish and, and experience this because there's nothing like this in metal right now. And that in and of itself is incredible. Like to me, this is like my first time hearing Meshuggah is like, what are they doing? That that's a thing you can do. Okay. And in fact, there's one song it's called, um, hold your head down low. And it's not like black metal with a few gospel vocal deliveries. Like, the guitar player is playing a blues riff. The last of our kin. These hands will play. It is the blues. It is like an R&B song and then the chorus hits and it's fucking heavy. Once more. And somehow they transition out of that right back into that blues. And it doesn't sound forced. It doesn't sound like the guys were like, okay, let's write a blues song, but it's metal. And then they go, okay, here's a blues riff. Here's a metal riff. Jam them together. It, it doesn't sound like that. It sounds like it's supposed to sound. Like they did a, a song and it just so happens to be those. And that's incredible. That is incredible. And, and also, I love the drumming on this record. You know, I've said it many times on many reviews. I'm not really a drum guy. As you can see here, I'm a guitar player. I like guitars. I like melody. I like things that are heavy. I rarely ever pay attention to the drums. As long as they don't sound like shit, I'm good. But the drums on this is a lot of tom work because it's very tribal sounding. of the weakest without the wolves of the north. And that's a part of that like slave music vibe that they wanted to put into it. And yes, of course, it's metal. It has blast beats, but it's never that thing that black metal and death metal bands like to do where they just obliterate the snare drum. Just da 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 He never does that the entire album. And I appreciate that. You know, one of my favorite bands, as I said earlier, is Behemoth. And they do that, and I like it when Behemoth does it. But when every band I'm listening to does that, I need a break from that shit. So I, I think Zeal and Ardor is going to be one of my palate cleanser bands, you know, much like Mastodon or Rivers of Nile. You know, when, when I need, of course, I still want it to be metal, because as I said, 99% of the time I want to listen to metal. But just... My eardrums need a change of pace in order for the novelty of it to not wear off and become stale. Just very tasteful drumming on this. And like I said, industrial riffs, there's a hint of new metal every now and again. 
metal riffs just bouncy riffs uh and then you know unlike a lot of metal albums there's a lot of cool clean guitar parts too so you don't really get that too often if you're not listening to a prog band like rivers of nile from a straight up metal band like this you wouldn't expect that but then again this isn't a straight up metal band this is something different so regardless of whether you like it or not i gotta recommend that you at least spend this once just listen to this once I think a lot of you will love it the way that I love it. And I think some of you will go, eh, that's not for me. That's cool that they're doing that. And probably even fewer will be like, I fucking hate this. And that's fine. But you need to hear it. There's nothing like this happening in metal. You got to hear this. So that's my review. You may not like it. You may love it. But you have to hear Zeal and Ardor. The album is self-titled. The band, Zeal and Ardor. The album, Zeal and Ardor. Check it out. And of course, since this is an album review, Zeal and Ardor will be the riff of the week. And this is the first time in the history of this short-lived, <laughs> or in the history of this very young podcast, that a band has been the riff of the week twice. Now, Technically, I have used even the same riff twice, but Contamination Contagion by Cannibal Corpse was the riff of the week once, and then it was the riff of the year, so not technically riff of the week twice. I just love that riff, riff of the year for 2021, but this is the first time a band has been riff of the week twice. Now, again, the song that I used on the Opeth and Mastodon concert review. After listening to the whole album, that's still my favorite song. That song has just got this energy and this bounce to it and this groove that is so good. But, you know, I need to at least pick a different song. So I'm going to pick Hold Your Head Down Low by Zeal and Ardor. Because that is the most stark blues here, black metal there song on the album. Everything else is sort of a blend. So check this out. I'll probably only play the heavy part to close the credits, but that's okay because you need to get on your phone and stream this album now. And if you like it, go buy it. I'm going to go buy it. Go buy some merch right after this. I want a Zeal and Ardor shirt to wear on this podcast. So... I'm supporting this band. That's how much I like them. I want you to check them out too, even if you don't like them. Now, before we close and play the riff of the week, I just want to say one thing to all of y'all. A big influx, or at least a big influx to me, of subscribers on YouTube came. I had a lot of comments on the last couple of episodes, and I just want to thank you so much. I want to thank Fawaz, and I'm very sorry with my Southern American accent, if I didn't say that or pronounce that correctly. But I want to thank Fawaz for emailing me and the feedback he gave me. He followed on Instagram and I followed back and holy shit, Fawaz is a killer guitar player. I mean, he's just, I'm multiple finger tapping, killer stuff. I look forward to 
delivering more metal and more philosophy to you all. I, I want, really thank you so much. You know, the growth of this podcast had sort of plateaued and then dropped a little bit after the holidays. And I was wondering, you know, am, am I am I doing this right? Do I need to make some changes? And so to get that influx, you know, I got like almost 500 views overnight. And I was like, what? You know, that's that's more than the last couple episodes combined. Thank you so much. You know, thank you. It especially made me feel good after the weirdness of last week's episode. I, I, I really appreciate it, y'all. Thank you so much for the subs. Thank you so much for the comments and the emails. And like Fawaz, I want to encourage you to please follow on social media. I'm always shouting out bands on social media. You know, all the links are in the description below. All you got to do is search for Heavy Metal Philosophy on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. You can send me an email like Fawaz did at uh, heavymetalphilosophy at gmail.com. Thank you so much. I just want to, it just, it helped me to go, okay, I, it's, it's worth it to keep putting this work in. So I've got a lot of philosophy to study and, and bring forth to you. I got a lot of new bands to listen to. They're constantly coming in, especially on metal Twitter. We have so much fun. All the different people that follow each other. We have so much fun on metal Twitter. I really encourage you to follow me. You'll see every time I like somebody posting about a band, it's just so much good metal out there it's the best time ever to be a metalhead and i thank you for coming along i'm going to continue to deliver this content to you the best that i can get out there listen to zeal and ardor read philosophy if somebody falls in the pit pick them up i love you Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.